Hi, and thanks for checking out our City Reach Philly podcast from wherever you are listening. We hope you are encouraged by this week's message. I'm excited today. So today we have a, he's not a guest. He's not a guest. I repeat, he's not a guest. He's family. He's family. He's amazing. Uh, Just, you know, about a year ago, I think it was last June, we had an event here. And it's crazy. It was a Monday. It was a Monday. I get this call from this man of God from Boston. He calls me. He's like, this week you're going to have, you're going to, you're going to have a, meet somebody who you're going to have a relationship in the kingdom for many, many years, and it's going to be powerful. You're going to meet them. And I was like, okay, it was a Monday. By, by Saturday, I forgot all about that word. And I'm here at a, at a youth conference here on a Saturday, and I was in the dream team room uh, getting some coffee, some free, free coffee in there. And as I walked out, I see this man come in, and we, I just saw him, and I was like, man, this is a brother. I didn't even let him come into church. I took him right into my office, and we started to talk and talk, and we started to share, and he started to share his heart. I started to share my heart, and then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit said, remember, I told you on Monday there was going to be a, a friend you were going to make a brother, and he's here today. Jamel, would you come up and introduce your wife, Michelle? This is an amazing man of God. Love you, love you, love you. So I'm a brother from another mother but the same father. Come on, somebody. So I got my wonderful girlfriend, my wife here. Um, They're the same person, by the way. But we've been married now for 20 years. 20 years, did I get it right? Come on, somebody. Don't look a day over 20. Come on, I don't look a day over 20. We got married when I was two years old. Um, And then I have some amazing guests with us as well from all the way from Ohio. I told them a lot about this church. I said, you guys got to make it to this church. And they drove over five and a half hours to be here. Jed and Allison, God bless you guys. And it's wonderful. It's wonderful that I get to hang out with the best pastor, not just in Philly, but the nation. And I'm so honored, so honored to be a part of what God is doing here in Philly. I'm excited about what God's doing. I got so much to tell you. I only got a little bit of time. But Wanda, thank you so much for always welcoming us. She's like a sister from another, sister from another. You know what I mean? You guys are just absolutely incredible. I thought, man, I thought, you know, Sunday I asked Pastor, I said, how do you get through worship every single week? I'm like, the presence of God and the glory of God that touches this place. So I'm just so delighted. The Holy Spirit is resting over this house like never before. I believe that. A quick picture there of a lady in Pakistan. I had a guy in my sort of an in-ear, and, and he, was, he was saying, please keep going, because it was very hard. But I said, tell me what's happening on the ground. This woman was completely healed. You could see the joy of the Lord on her face. God is moving by his spirit. Why? Because I believe that God is bringing breakthrough in 2022. I was recently reading a book called Born to Give, Born to Give. And it's about a missionary by the name of Dave Grant. And he was friends with a missionary by the name of Mark Montaigne. They served in India for over 35 years. They fed people, 30,000 people twice a day. I sat under that ministry every year I go back. And I watched what God did through that couple. He died unexpectedly, but his wife carried on a mission until until she was 94 years old. And she recently passed away. That woman sat at my table in my home telling me about stories upon stories. And here's what one of the stories she told me about this guy by the name of Mark Buntane. They said, Mark, he didn't really live in Calcutta, India. He lived in the presence of God. His body might be in India, but his Mark's residence was in God. 
He, he, here's what he said. He would quote this all the time. Nothing is impossible if God is in it. Nothing is impossible if God is in it. Oftentimes when we're talking about breakthrough, God, we want to walk in breakthrough. We, 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 we need breakthrough in our finances. We need breakthrough in our homes. We need breakthrough in our relationships. We need miracles. You come in here today, you're watching online, and you're saying, God, I need a miracle. You are in the right place. But oftentimes where we, we, where we neglect to ask God for breakthrough, it's in the area of relationship. I'm talking about the area of forgiveness. Kingdom people know how to forgive. In Genesis chapter 50, you know the story of Joey, Joseph. And Joseph was kind of sold into slavery by his brothers. And Joseph was left wondering, where is God at times? And things happened to Joseph from the, from the pit to the palace. You, you guys may understand this story. Joseph had 11 other brothers. And at the end of his life, we're able to read Genesis chapter 50. But if you don't know the story of Joseph, read from Genesis 37 to 50, and you will understand, man, what Joseph went through. He's, man, we got nothing on Joey, nothing. But Joseph saw this vision too, and God gave him a vision at the, around the age of 17, but the vision was so great to where Joey needed to be humbled. And by the time Joseph got to the end of his life, thrown into to slavery, sold into slavery by his own brothers. Isn't it interesting that the people that will hurt you the most are the ones that's closest to you? But the scripture says when you got to, 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 to Genesis chapter 50, something amazing happened. Joseph was put second in command of all of the area there, and now he was able to kind of call the shots, if you would. There was a famine where the people of God were, his brothers were. And so now, after years upon years, after years and years, they had to go back to that place and ask for food. And I love Genesis chapter 50 because here's what it said. But Joseph said to them, don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? Pause it there. When we lack breakthrough in this area, we don't realize that when we don't offer forgiveness for someone as kingdom people, you don't realize that you take the place of God. See, you think that you're locking the person up in unforgiveness, but the one that holds the keys is the one that's really locked up. I cannot be locked up and held down because God has too much he wants to do. He goes on to say, you, you, you intended to harm me. It hurts. It's disappointing. It breaks me, but God, he intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So here's what he says. He says, I'm going to release you, so don't be afraid. I will provide for you. Do you know as kingdom people, God says, if your enemy is hungry, feed them. You know the Bible tells us to pray for our enemies? Do you know the Bible says in the book of Psalm chapter 23, although I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my, why in the presence of the enemies? Because God's about to do something so powerful that even your enemies are going to have to come around the table. But how are we going to get there? It's time to heal. See, because oftentimes in this area, if we're not careful, we end up bleeding over people who didn't hurt us. We got to be healed. It's time to heal. I saw this picture, and I thought it was awesome. Put it up. Thank you. 
A rattlesnake bit one of my sheep in the face about a week ago. A deadly snake that lives around here. The face of the sheep swelled up and it hurt him terribly. But the old rattlesnake didn't know what kind of blood that flows through the sheep. Anti-venom is most often made from sheep's blood. The sheep swelled up for about two days, but the blood of the lamb destroyed the venom of the serpent. I was worried, but the sheep didn't care. She kept on eating. She kept on drinking. She kept on climbing because she knew she was going to be all right. Oftentimes, the serpents of this life will reach out and bite us. They inject their poison into us, but they cannot overcome the blood of the lamb that washes away the sin of the world and the sting of death. Don't worry about the serpent or his bite. Just make sure that the lamb's blood is flowing through your veins. You intended to harm me, but God turned it around. You know, when you follow Jesus, part of following him is healing. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 19, he says, come, follow me. It's an invitation. But in Matthew 6, 2, Matthew 6, 5, and Matthew 6, 16, Jesus said something interesting to those that will follow him. If you're going to be kingdom people, you can't follow your flesh. If you're going to be kingdom people, you're going to start operating according to not the flesh, but the spirit. The spirit must dominate my flesh. I am no longer born in the flesh. I'm born by the spirit. So here's what God is, in, here's what he's assuming that kingdom people do. Notice what he says. He said in Matthew chapter 6 verse 2, when you give. Matthew 6, 5, when you pray. Matthew 6, 16, when you fast. It doesn't say if, it doesn't say maybe. Maybe what God is saying, I've already provided the breakthrough. You just got to walk in my commands. Never more like Jesus than when you're doing those things. Kingdom people aren't stingy. Kingdom people realize that everything that, ha that they have does not belong to them. Kingdom people are not afraid to give away what doesn't belong to them. Kingdom people understand that God, oh, come on, somebody. Kingdom people. Three things and I'm done or they won't invite me back. When you give, when you pray, when you fast, as a kingdom person, listen to me, what are you proclaiming to God, Satan, and your flesh? Here it is. When you walk by the Spirit, first of all, you're proclaiming that God is on the throne. The throne. What throne? Revelation chapter 4 verse 1 and 2 says, after this, I looked before me and there was a it was a door standing open in heaven. And the voice I heard from him speaking to me was like a trumpet sound. He said, come up here and I will show you what, makes, what must take place after this. This is John now. He's over in the island of Patmos. He's kind of left to himself to kind of just an old man now. And God begins to show him visions of things that were going to take place. Maybe what God is trying to do is reveal stuff to you, but you're too busy. Sit down. Open up your ears and eyes and see what God wants to do. At once, I was in the flesh. No. At once, I was in the spirit, and there before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting, someone, someone. Somebody say someone. someone. Listen, there's one throne, and only one person can sit on it. Surrounding the throne were 24 other smaller thrones, 
interesting, and seated on them were 24 elders. They were dressed in white with crowns of gold on their heads. What were they doing? This gets so good. Revelation chapter 4, verse 8 is going to tell you the activity of heaven. Kingdom people got to know the activity of heaven. Bible says day and night they never stopped saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne and who lives forever and ever, the 24 other elders, they get off their throne, they fall to their knees. They, they fall to their knees. I, I love, I love how, how they realize angels, the elders know something you don't know. Here's what they know. The Bible says not only did they fall to their knees, they took off their crowns and laid it at his feet. You have no problem laying down the crown when you realize the one who gave you the crown in the first. Maybe the reason why we don't let go is because we think we're owners. There's only one on the throne. Lay down their crowns. But it never says they picked up their crowns. They lay down their crowns, but it doesn't say they pick up their crowns. Why? He crowns me. He crowns. You can't crown yourself. The king of kings is the one that crowns me and says that I belong to him. When we commit ourselves to this type of behavior, we recognize that God is on the throne. You have to come off your throne. You got to remove the one who thinks he's on the throne called Satan. Your enemies are not on the throne. Your problems are not on the throne. Your lack of vision ain't on the throne. God's on the throne. And when God is on the throne, I'm going to be all right. If God's on the throne, we got to dethrone a few things in our life. Here we go. Number one, we first got to dethrone our wills and our ways. This is what it's about, man. That's why we pray your kingdom come, your will be done. Secondly, we got to dethrone our stomachs and appetites. You know what I hate about fasting? It's because I, I, I can't eat. I can't eat. That's the worst thing about fasting. You know what I love about fasting at times? When it's over. Some of you are like praying, God, when I fast, let it go fast. But as, as kingdom people, we realize this, that we are denying the flesh for something greater in the spirit. And we dethrone Satan and his lies. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. The crux of the gospel is the cross of Jesus. The enemy has spoken so many lies over you to where it's time to dethrone the lies and walk in truth. I want you to see this. I'm about to close because I need to get invited back. I like it here. In that same book, Born to Give, Dave Grant, missionary, said, here's how he dethroned Satan's lies. He said, Lord, I'm called. I have called on your name, and you have answered. 
I'm not going to the altar again for salvation. I'll go to the altar for baptism, Holy Spirit, healing, commitment. But I'm not riding a spiritual roller coaster anymore. I'm getting off. I'm saved. As a kingdom person, nobody got to tell me, are you, you're a kingdom person. You don't got to tell me that. I know where my residence is. I know that I'm a citizen of heaven. I know that I'm born again. I know that I'm born of the spirit. I know that Christ's spirit lives inside of me. I know that I'm more than a conqueror through Christ who gives me the strength. I understand. I know that I can do all things. You know, when you walk by the kingdom, you can walk in his presence. We need breakthrough. Skip over that next part. I'll share it in the second service. Sorry. You're like, come on, share it in this one. No. God's in control. 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 God's on the throne. God's in control. If God's on the throne and he is in control, I'm going to be all right until my breakthrough comes. There's a story in the book of Job. If you don't know what the book of Job is, don't start reading it today. It will mess you up. If you've never read the Bible before, don't go to Job. Go to a different book. Go to the New Testament. Go, go, don't, don't, I got to go here because it's in my message. But once we get out of it, get out of it. Job 1.6, Job was a righteous man. And uh, something happened in heaven before it transpired on earth. I don't think you heard me. In order for things to transpire on earth, it first has to go through the heavenlies. Got to go through the heavenlies. So I want you to see what happened. One day the angels came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came with them. Who invited him? Who invited you? No one asked for you. You ever get that neighbor coming to your house that you don't want there? Who invited you? ever have a barbecue and have people, bonus people at your house? Who invited you? Who invited you? The Lord said to Satan, it was one of, kind of an interesting question because God already knows where he's at. He's just trying to say, do you know where you're going? <laughs> I know where you're at, but do you know where you're going? See, when the enemy reminds you of your past, you got to tell him where he's going. <laughs> he goes on to say, Lord said to Satan, where have you come from? Satan answered, from roaming throughout the, all the earth, going back and forth on it. Then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? Now, that's when I read that and I go, Lord, don't bring up my name. I, I'm. Don't. God, let me just work in the quietness of my heart. See, what we're not careful of, and the Lord just revealed it to me right now, we got to be careful about the things and the people we celebrate. There are no superstars in heaven. The moment people start knowing your name, you have to stay low. 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 I always tell people that our title, may our titles, may our titles be smaller than our towels. We're here to serve the King of King and the Lord. We're here to wash feet. That's what we do. And I love what it gives us a little insight, just a small insight into what's happening here. He says, there's no one like him. 
He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. Does Job fear God for nothing, Satan replied? Have you not put a hedge of protection around him and his household and everything he has? You have blessed the work of his hands so that his flocks and herds spread throughout the land. But I'm asking that you stretch out your hand and strike everything he has, and he will surely curse you to his face. The Lord said to Satan, very well, then everything he has is in your power, but on a man himself, don't touch him. Like, I'm struggling with this one, Pastor, me too. But what I'm not struggling over is that Satan had to ask God for permission. Even in the midst of darkness, as followers of Jesus, we understand that nothing takes place without God knowing it. And lastly, God has the answers. If you read Job, you realize he lost everything. But what he lost could not compare to what he gained. There are times as a kingdom man of God, there are, I'm going to lose some friends. I'm going to lose some relationships. I may have to lose a job. I may have to lose, but if Christ is before me, a loss is not a loss. A loss can actually be a gain because sometimes in the midst of your breakthrough, God's trying to carve things out of your life that is only causing you trouble, heartache, hardship. God's saying, I'm getting ready to make you lighter so that you can learn how to move according to the Spirit. Stop relying on people, places, and flesh and get alone with the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I believe what God is saying here this morning, that it is time to walk and break through. Some of us in this room are okay with just being a Christian. But if you're just okay with being a Christian, you will not walk in victory. I'm not okay with just showing up to church. I am the church. And the presence of God lives inside of me. And my home is consecrated by God. And everything that I touch is not because of me, but it's because Jesus wants the glory. He wants the honor. So don't look to me. Look to Jesus. It's him. Come on, with every head bowed and every eye closed, you're watching online. And God is saying, it's time to walk in breakthrough. It's time. It's time. Some of us are scared. Because we don't know what that means or where he's going to take us. But you don't understand. You are the safest in the middle of God's will. God is saying that there's people here. That I want to do some great things in and through your life. But you're stuck. And only Jesus can pull you out of the mess that you're in. God wants to reveal his glory to you, but you got to trust him. 
You gotta trust him. You gotta trust him. You might have walked into church today lost and feeling abandoned, but I want you to know that you serve a God that's on the throne. That you serve a God that is in control. And you serve a God that has all the answers. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. I'm going to ask every person to stand in this room so we can make this a little bit easier for those that are trying to reach Jesus. If you're in this room and you know who you are, and you're saying right now, Pastor, it's time for me to come to Jesus. It's time. You can't be okay with being in the, 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 the vicinity of Jesus. There comes moments when you're like blind Bartimaeus. Jesus, have mercy on me. And everything around you is screaming at you, be quiet. He don't see you. Everything you've been through, look what you've done. You've sinned against God. You've come last week and the week before that and the week before that. And the enemy's been beating you up. But every time I read my Bible, the Bible says all those that call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You listen to the voice of truth today. Stop allowing the enemy to keep you down. Today is the day for your breakthrough. Why? Because Jesus paid the price on the cross called Calvary. Jesus went down into the grave, but he didn't stay there. He got back up three days later. The Bible says he sits at the right hand of the Father, making an accession for you, the saints. My Bible tells me when we hear the trumpet call of God, the clouds are going to be rolled back. And the Bible says that he's going to say, go get my church. Go get my church. Go get my church. I believe this with all of my heart. How am I able to call on the name of Jesus? Because he knows my name. He knows my name. If you're in your seats and you know God is calling you back home, I'm not talking about a place. I'm talking about his presence. I believe in Jesus' name. The moment you take a step of faith, breakthrough is going to come all over your life. Don't stay stuck but say God I release it in Jesus name come on if that's you I want you to get out of your seat meet me around this altar throw those hands up high Jesus is not here to embarrass you he's here to cover you he's here to heal you he's here to work through you you gotta take the step you gotta step out and say God I'm moving you gotta put faith to your feet and to say God no longer am I remaining stuck no longer am I remaining in, in that situation the Bible says when that woman with the issue of blood she heard Jesus was in town she got up out of her bed of affliction and he said oh if I could just touch the hem of his garment I will be made whole God wants to make someone whole today it is time listen to me it is time. I know you are struggling I know you're saying, but, I, but what, what will people think? What will, what will that person think? It ain't about people. Thirsty, I'm hungry to walk in power to walk in freedom. Can we come? Come on, come around these altars. Let's lift our hands high. Let's say, God, give us breakthrough. Come alive. Come alive. In the name of Jesus. Come alive. Come alive. In the name of Jesus. Today. God wants change. Change not done in the flesh, change done by the Spirit that may manifest itself in the flesh.
we can't do this. But I believe that it's time for us to walk by his spirit. For too long, we've been trying to do this all on our own. God is saying, it's time to leave your little Egypt and it's time to step into the promise. He's a promise-keeping God. And when you do, God promises to be with you, to lead you, and to be in you. You're not alone. You're not alone. So if you responded online, you responded at this altar, you're in your seat. You say, I need to dedicate my life to Jesus. Can I ask us to do that? Can we ask you to lift up your hands at this altar and at, at your seats online? And let's just rededicate that, our lives to Jesus. Come on, say this with me. Dear Jesus, I'm asking you right now to come into my life, to be the Lord of my life. I surrender to your throne. I follow you because I know you died on the cross. I believe you rose in three days. So change me. Make me the person you want me to be. In Jesus' name. Come on, and everyone said, we celebrate with you. We celebrate with you. Thanks for listening this week. We hope you enjoyed the message. Please subscribe, rate, and comment on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you listen on. Have a blessed week.